Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Janelle Diane, who's also known as J.D., She's an executive brand strategist, speaker, and she's the author of a book called Story Style Brand, Why Corporate Results Are a Matter of Personal Style. She's an expert on how you build a story to achieve brand alignment for both company and leadership success, and she explores the missing link between the rise of women in leadership and an era when marketing is the art of storytelling. Her work has been seen by millions of people. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, Global Philanthropy Forum, World Affairs Council of America, and she's established Beyond Us to uh, provide opportunities to build confidence in women through a platform for sharing clothes with other women who are ready to take this next step in their professional lives, which we will ask her about. So welcome, Janelle. Hi, Linda. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So tell us a little bit about the JD methodology and where did that come from and what are the steps that, that you think are important to really establish truth and trust and loyalty when we're doing storytelling? Yeah, sure. So a little bit about my background to bring you up to that methodology. I worked in corporate America for about 10 years, and I was consulting and adding strategic value to multiple leaders and startup companies. And then I pivoted a little bit to start a family and shifted my consulting scope a bit uh, while they were young. So when I decided to come back, uh, to ramp up my consulting business, I made a further shift because I saw for the first time an untapped opportunity to help women in rebranding their leadership style by bridging who they are, what their core values are, and how they want to present themselves. And for me, that included how they appeared, right, and what they wore. And it was a time when women were on the rise they were being looked at to step up into these large leadership roles, and suddenly they were going to be in media and kind of at the forefront for their companies and their brands. And so I began into a journey into the fashion world, um, not so much because I loved fashion per se, but because I felt that fashion was going to be kind of an entry and a way to find that bridge and learn about what what happens when people make first impressions and how what you wear mattered so much. Um, and so that was kind of the journey over the last several years. And the methodology actually came about um, about three years ago when I worked for Salesforce during their Dreamforce uh, conference, which is the world's largest tech conference at this point. And, uh, about 170,000 attendees arrive and descend for four days on San Francisco uh, and millions and millions of viewers. And Salesforce took a chance on me, and we launched a pilot program, which they invested in the women in leadership who were going to be stepping up on stage, literally. And they wanted to see how can we work with JD to align the product that they're speaking about, our company, and the values we spent our company and the values that we stand for in supporting women on the rise, as well as the woman herself. And I began by 
taking a look at how am I going to get this woman authentically transparent with transparency and uh, with power, right, to empower others by the time she took three steps onto a stage. And so I created this method, which doesn't put what you wear first. It actually becomes the last question you ask yourself. And I said, okay, let's flip this thing. And let's first start with what is your story? What do you want to say today, right? And we started to look at who is the audience? What story are they going to want to hear? How are you going to relate to them with the product that you're selling? How can be yourself as a leader and say, come with me on this journey. Let me tell you a story of why, why what Salesforce does and how I lead is going to make your company and you yourself as in corporate America better. And so I, it was three steps. And literally why I call it three steps is because at Dreamforce, there are three large steps to get up to the main stage. Um, and <laughs> I love main, it. You know, so, right? So and they're right, physical right. steps as well as kind of, they're, you know, kind of metaphysical right. steps or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always say, look, we have three steps to walk up the door. We have three steps to get into a boardroom. We have three steps to go to a mommy play date even, right? And everyone has their own stage and spotlight. So, for me, I said, okay, this is working. And three years later, I had several of my clients say, you need to write a book. You need to put this methodology down so you can amplify and get out to more women and also to more companies to understand that this method, this type of investment actually does increase your ROI. And so I said, fine, I'll, I'll write a book about it. And I thought it'd take three months. It actually took 12 months. But um, <laughs> Right. It's like, oh, I got everything. Yeah. Um, And then after two chapters, you're like, this is a lot of work. Um, But anyway, so then what I did is once I saw this methodology, I realized I was actually using just the typical I, I was capitalizing on human behavior. And part of that was trying to understand the brain. And so I added that into the methodology when I wrote about this and when I do when I work with my clients and it, it's an opportunity for us to capitalize on first impressions, right? And I spoke about that a little earlier. But instead of seven seconds, we now know that it's a 0.8 milliseconds to either wow. establish trust, right? Yeah, establish trust or in some sense find me as a threat. And, and a lot of people can think about this, right? You'll remember someone when they walk into the room and you – you don't necessarily look at what they're wearing. I mean, that comes later. Or you don't necessarily look at what they listen to what they say. What you see is just this immediate gut reaction that says, I want to learn more, and you kind of lean mm. in. Or you take a step back being like, mm, I don't know if I really want to get to know that person, or I don't know if I relate. And so by doing this methodology and taking over those three steps, I switched the conversation not only within a leader's mindset, but I also shift the conversation in their audience, which is, it's not I am here as you step up on the stage. It's here I am. Come with mm. me. And so what it's capitalizing on is that emotional journey. Because as we know, you know, 95% of all of our decisions, buying, you know, meeting someone, engaging in a relationship, a conversation is based on emotion. We don't know why, but we've got a gut, a gut instinct. Um, and so – Adding that on top, I was able to really say, okay, this is a concrete method. This is a three steps that 
anyone can go and, and decide to do. And then at the very end, the reason why it's style, and one of the words I use is style, is not only is it learning to tell your story, establishing a brand, and creating a leadership style, but it's also about going into your closet, asking the question, what story do I want to tell today? Who's going to be my audience? How am I feeling today? Not literally, as we all know, about our own body. And then saying, okay, filtering it down, kind of like if you're on Nordstrom's and you have your filter to find a pair of jeans, filtering it down that way. So by the time you go and pull from your closet, you know what you're doing. And then you walk out of your closet, you walk out of your front door, and it's, here I am. Wow. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Wow. So, what you, so as opposed to, and I've worked with people who are fashion style experts, et cetera, and they'll start mm-hmm. by taking you to Nordstrom's or somewhere else and doing your shopping. Yeah. But what you're saying is that most of us have what we need. We just need to think about how we use it and, and so, different things on different days. Absolutely. And one of the things, one is I don't take my client shopping immediately. That, that's not my client. My client right. is to say, come, you know, hey, could you help me in my closet? And one of the things that I do, and it's pretty extensive, and I always I say to my clients, you won't need me in three months if I do my job correctly, is <laughs> I pull out everything from their closet, and I have them put it on. I have them try on every single piece of clothing, and I'm not there to look at the fit or the color or whatever. And, yes, we do discuss that down the road. What I'm there is to hear the stories and watch their body language as they put it on. And as they so it's kind of the Marie Kondoing a little bit, right? I mean, you know, take yeah, everything yeah. out. And, I, people yeah. have brought that. Yeah, people have brought that up to me, which I find fascinating. And yes, it is. And what I allow, what happens is, certain stories stick, and certain mm-hmm. stories are realized that it's. And I always say, "Is that your story?" And they're like, "It's not my story anymore. I've lived that story." And sometimes you need to put that piece of clothing on to live it one more time to let it go. And then I then I'll say. Now, after we've gone through all of these things and you've got your maybe pile, which is my way of saying, okay, I'm going to push you on this one because I think we can save it or I want to know why you want to save it, then then we, and then we I say, okay, we're going to sit with what you have for two weeks. We don't need to buy anything right now. We don't need to add anything. We need to understand that you're now fully authentically you, and we're going to build these pieces differently so we shift that mindset to here I am. And then after two weeks, we start to add in pieces that we realize that, okay, she's missing maybe this, or she's feeling like, you know, she needs a new pair of shoes or whatever it may be to give her that confidence. Um, but it's styling and, um, and purchasing clothes are, are seen differently. It seems that it is a strategic move that we do for that. And then, I you know, it. then we take those. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's intense, but it's, I wake up every day because I learn so many stories, right? And they empower me just as much as I empower them. And this is fascinating. So tell me about, you've got this methodology, you've worked with a number of people. How does this inspire others to really empower themselves to the brand story? Because not all of us can have you come to our house and go through our closet. So obviously reading the book is going to help, but how does this help empower those of us who are out here who aren't able to work with you directly? Right. So. There's two things, right? One, I love the fact that when I work with an executive woman in leadership, they're leaving a legacy. And that legacy is the minute they walk into their, their own door and they talk to their team, 
unconsciously they're giving permission to other women to say, hey, look, you can enjoy getting dressed in the morning, but be strategic, and I'm going to, I'm going to start that trend, for lack of a better word. Um, but really, this method is about empowering women out. You know, I just spoke with, with a, a woman out in Pennsylvania who read my book and said, you know, I never thought of it this way, and I walked in the closet differently. Um, and so that's why I wrote it down. That's why I created these three steps. And in my book, you're able to – I ask those questions for you, right? I'll ask, you know, what do you love to do? Um, why do you work for the company you work for? What are your core values? Does that align with the company you work for? How do you lead your team? What would your team say, right? All of these questions start to dial down, and that becomes what are the three words that represent who you are? And they can shift and change. But a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, it could be empowerment. It could be joy. It could be authenticity. And then I ask the next question, what pieces does that make you feel? Is there a piece on your body that starts a conversation? Um, and, again, this book is my – it's like deep inside of me being like, I just can't get to enough women and I desperately want to help. And this book is my kind of my gift to say, look, if you can't work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you know, if I, if, you know, I can't get to New York or, or wherever you may live, let me help you and get you started. And if you need more, reach out to me, right? If you need more, listen to these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, and then one of the other things, again, like you asked, is how do we take it beyond us? How do we take women that we can't reach out to, right? And and the women that are starting on the rise, right? I I want to turn around and reach down and say, come with me, right? Okay, I'm I'm a, a few years older than forty. I'm proud to be where I am. I've got a long journey and a lot of stories to share. I want to turn around to that twenty-seven year old, right? That twenty-five year old, and say, let me teach you what I've learned already. Let me mentor you. And again. I, like I, I talk about this in the book and you kind of mentioned on beyond us. I was at a crossroads three years ago and I'm working with these amazing women. And what I've realized is women, when they love a piece of clothing, they love the story and the feeling and the emotion it evokes when they put it on. And it's a concept called enclosed cognition. Mm. And it, it viscerally makes you feel better. We all know that, right? Grandma's sweater, you wrap up, you know, things are going to yep. be okay, especially right now. And so I said, what can we do that's beyond us? And what can I do as a company to help? And that's when I created Beyond Us, which is when women, when the women finally turn to me and say, well, I love this, but I don't want to send it to goodwill, right? I don't want mm. to just send it to success because no one, like, do they appreciate it? Like, oh my gosh, right? Like, I wore this to the White House. Like, you know, I, I wore this to World Economic Forum. Do they understand this? And I said, okay, I got an idea. Let's share stories. Let's turn around and send that one jacket that crushed it for you when you walked into that boardroom and was the first woman on that board. Let's take that story, write a letter, and I'll find a woman who needs it. And we'll reach down with a piece of clothing and send it to them and say, this is from a woman who believes in you. Wow. And, you know, and it's kind of that, that, that 360, right? Turn around, lift them up. But but for JD and, and my niche and what I'm passionate about is let's help them through stories through a piece of clothing and let's empower them that way. I love it. So you would pass down to someone not just the clothing but say, 
this was worn by VP whatever when she went and spoke at the at Davos. And Correct. as a result of that Correct. speech, something happened, blah, blah, blah. And so as I, as yeah. a younger person, get that piece of clothing, I'm not just getting something that looks nice or is a nice brand, but I'm capturing how it helped the person before me, what it meant, what it meant to them. Yes. Yes, there's power in the story and there's power in that piece of clothing. And, again, I talk about this in the book. There's a story it's called The Story of Alaska. Um, one of the things I pride myself on is that there's anonymity there. So the woman is, is speaking to a woman that she might know the story of this woman but doesn't know the identity. And the woman who's receiving it knows who this powerful, you know, successful woman is but doesn't know the identity because we're all the same, right? We yeah. all have our stories and our journeys. Um, and so it's that letter. It's the handwritten letter. Um, and then what's so fascinating, again, human behavior is, and my background on this, is that all I ask from the recipient is to send a letter of what it meant. Not like, ah. did you get the job, but like, how did it feel? And inevitably, literally every single time I then give that letter back to my client, the first thing she says is, what else can I give? Uh. Right? What, what wow. else can I pull from my closet? And, you know, humans want to help. People want to connect with people. Absolutely. And I just have to, I, I bridge that gap. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I want to talk about, because I want to go back to this a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit about the focus you have investing in women leadership. Um, and so how does that not just drive ROI and return on investment, but help to establish a, a dominant presence in the industry that you're in? How does that make a difference? And I think it's wonderful that, that Salesforce and we know that Mark Benioff has been very supportive of, of women. Um, but how do we get that to kind of happen throughout other organizations as well? Well, one, it's about it's about understanding this method. Um, you know, ROI can be measured in many different ways. Uh, a lot, you know, working at Dreamforce for several years, we were able to kind of get some feedback on the amount of hits, right, that happened uh, the minute that one of the women I work for is the current CMO. Stephanie Buscemi, and when I worked with her, and I talked about the skin in the book and her transformation over three years, she was she was speaking and uh, presenting a partnership with Adidas, um, mm -hmm. or as they say in the United States, Adidas. And right. one of the things that you know, how do we measure success when we launch a brand? And the product was customization, and so we customized her outfit to make it look like her, but had three stripes on it. And ah. for that particular, right, for that particular metric in ROI, it was how many hits did we get to the Adidas website? How quickly did we do that? And did they search for what she was wearing because it was customized? So that's one way of a company looking at, like, wow, we've got customer engagement. But the next year, what I thought was so fascinating, what I feel is such a, a longer, long-term investment, a legacy that you can leave, um, a way to recruit, retain your employers, to have loyalty from your consumers was when she was introduced uh, as the CMO and was presenting uh, about a product with Ben & Jerry's. I dressed her on this whole different type of platform and their, her story, right? It's more of I walk these steps and I'm here, right? Here I am mm -hmm. and I did it. You guys can do it too. And that metric, right, that ROI was social media. It was on Twitter, it was blasting, oh, I want to be like her. What a boss, right? Or 
wow, that girl, you know, that woman is, is awesome. You know, um, I, I want to, I want to be like her or I want to work for her or all of these tweets and these Instagrams and all of that. They didn't talk about the shoes or the dress she was wearing. They talked about that emotional connection that happened right away. And then we looked at the time in which they were tweeting and it was instant. It was a hot second. And they're like, you know, firing it up everywhere. And that for me is influence. That for me is empowerment, inspiration. And that right there, like Mark talked about, you know, that is about being genuine and transparent and being honest. And it's about telling the story more than about pitching a product. Absolutely. And that's pretty powerful for all women up on Very powerful. So being that where we are here in the – in the middle of this coronavirus crisis, there are, I think, a couple of things that are happening. I think there's going to be more women who are going to need help uh, because their jobs are going to go away. They're going to be different. They're going to be looking for something else. Have you thought about how uh, you can go to these people who are the role models and get them to engage on maybe a broader level with some of the women who are going to be struggling after all of this? Yes. I mean, so I think during this this whole um, a time of uncertainty is to kind of go back to, to being human. And I see more and more women stepping up. I see more and more women being put into the C-suite positions at a time like this. And I think it's fabulous, not only because, you know, globally 70 to 80% of women across all industries are the ones making the decisions to purchase and or influencing those decisions, and so there is something between women connecting with women and, and telling the story. But what I like to say is we need to put purpose above the profit, and then the profit will come. And so I thought about this, and I said, okay, we're going to go back to their why. We're going to go back to their values. We're going to go back to, to their core beliefs. And so for me, I, I like to – work with women now today to say, if we're going to lead this company, if you're going to lead through these times for your employees, for your customers, for your brand, then let's take a step, three steps back and start again with your why. Because now more than ever, companies need to connect, need to say, hey, look, we're going to be here. We're going to make sure things are going to be okay. And once you reset on that, then you start to say, okay, how am I going to appear? How am I going to speak? How am I going to – what's my message? That then connects with your employees, right, for a vision that they can align with. And then, therefore, they're going to be loyal. They're going to work harder for a, a bigger vision. That they're, It's beyond just the product. It's beyond them. It's, it's for everyone because we're in this together. And And by doing that, I work with my clients to say, okay, right now, in literally the last month, the best thing you can do is to show empathy and to advise with humility. Mm. Right? It's not about the products you sell. Right? It's about the purpose that you're there for for your customer. It's about saying, let me help you get through this. We're all in it together, especially now that we're virtual. Right? Yes. You know, you, you, you can't, all you see is, is shoulders up, maybe waist up. And so I talked about that. I was going to ask you, um, you know, so how do we – we're not taking three physical steps. We're getting in front of a laptop with Zoom or Skype or WebEx or something or FaceTime 
Right. How do we, you know, right. is there a, a step that you can do or something you can do to kind of establish that presence when you're only seeing shoulders up on, on a screen? Yes, yeah. I, I just recent wrote, recently wrote an article on seven tips on how, how you can crush virtual sales meetings uh, or leadership meetings during these times. And, and there is, again, it's, it's setting the, the stage, setting the story. So I talk about what's behind you, right? What do your shelves look like? Um, how is your lighting? How do you sound? I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the air traffic control headset when you speak, um, <laughs> right? It, it, that's not, yeah. that's not connecting. That kind of feels uh, kind of overwhelming for a lot of your team, and they're going to be nervous. I talk about, you know, what you wear, and it sets a tone not only viscerally for yourself, getting dressed, taking a shower, making sure even your shoes, if needed. Or what you would wear to the office, but also what you look like, how you act, and making sure that your screen is directly in front of you, not up high, so you look like they're looking down, right, and not below, so you look like you're looking down on them. Right. There's all these tiny little tweaks that we can do before you even open open your mouth and start to speak. Another one is be there first, right? Be in there waiting for everyone. So it says, look, I don't want you to dial in. I want to see you. I want right. to see you come join me. And then another one I thought you know, I've thought of and I've gotten great feedback on um, is to ask the what leaders sometimes feel are the tough questions, and those are the those are the the human side of all of this. How are you doing? I'm struggling myself. You know, oh my dog's in the background. Oh, one second, that's my three year old son. You know, yep. being being real and saying, you know, this is scary times. I'm just as scared as you guys, but my you know, my reality might be different than yours, but telling me about you. People want to talk about themselves. So as a leader, you need to bring them in and keep them engaged um, and to let them know you care. And at that point, employees and customers will stay with you because they're going to remember that more than they remember the product that you might be giving them for free for a while or the discount or what the services you may provide. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. We've been here with Janelle Diane. And uh, lots of fascinating stuff here. If people wanted to find out more about what you do in the book, where would they go? Sure. Um, first, you can go to my website. It's Janelle Diane, J-A-N-E-L-D-Y-A-N. Uh, you can go there and take a look at it and reach out to me or read some of my stories or the three steps that are lined up there. Um, you can also go and get my book on Amazon or Kindle. Uh, or you can email me, um, and all my contact information is on the website. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And I think particularly it's important, as, as you mentioned, how we stay connected, how we stay authentic, how we stay, uh, you know, just interested in, in our customers, our employees, the people around us during these very turbulent times when we just don't know what's coming next. So very powerful. Yeah, exactly. Very powerful. Yeah. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. This has so been much. so much fun. Okay, yes, of course. this is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.